0: Welcome
1: to WARN Radio, with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Can't hear you.
0: Sorry. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio Advocacy and Gospel News for the Persecuted Church. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Warren Radio Advocacy Broadcast for the Persecuted Church is a fast moving gospel news program. All correspondence and inquiries of the WIBR Warren Radio Network can be sent to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. Today is Wednesday, the 19th day of February, 2020. Scripture reading this week is Exodus chapter 21, starting at verse 1 through chapter 24, verse 18. Jeremiah chapter 34, verses 8 through 22. Also chapter 33, verses 25 through 26. (coughs) Excuse me. And the New Testament portion is Mark chapter 1 verses 1 through chapter 2 verse 28. Now I welcome in Watchman.
1: Well, we are here after a few technical difficulties, that happens. But uh, besides that, we're moving on. We do have some interesting reports today. One of them comes out of Ecuador. Now, I find it interesting, especially because CNET had put up an article on this. In the old days, CNET was primarily a tech place. And now they're doing all kinds of stuff. It's kind of interesting that they did it. But the volcano, the Tunguraha, is called the Black Giant. Now, it was some time ago that I was watching a series of, of uh, overlanders. Uh, these are big four-wheel drive vehicles. Uh, and they were going from the tip of Alaska all the way to the tip of South America. And they went into Ecuador. And one of the places they went to is to a volcano. Now, this volcano here is known as the Black China, as I said before. Now, where they were at, uh, it was also black, and it was known for the black uh, uh, volcanic dust that uh, had uh, been erupting. Now, it's interesting that the scientists now say, Which was published in the Journal of Earth and Planetary Science Said that uh, this particular volcano uh, Is uh, showing signs of instability Which, when we read this Now, see, we're looking at the end of days and a lot of the signs Now, see, right now uh, Of course, we had flooding uh, down in the Mississippi area uh, and uh, Samaritan's Purse is down there. Uh, they were on the scenes. We also have a uh, uh, locust plague, like a biblical plague that's been in the news that swept uh, parts of Africa and is heading up towards uh, China. And China's not worried because it's winter there. But we've had a number of these things. In addition, we report on persecution of the Christian church uh, pretty much staying at an all-time high worldwide. The Lord said that you'll be hated of all men, uh, uh, all nations for my name's sake. And then, of course, we know that within the scripture, we're going to have the volcanic arena, uh, a major problem. Because in scripture, it also says the islands of the seas fled away and they were not found. And so when we look at the ring of fire that circles the Pacific and primarily goes over into Indonesia and those areas and up to... uh, uh Japan and on up but it also circles around uh into Alaska comes down the coast all the way down uh South American coast and out into the island chains so it's particularly interesting that they're that they're finding that um and of course when you when you look at that i mean these particular uh volcanoes um uh, it's been Uh, active frequently since 1999, but uh, uh, the last major uh, one was about 3,000 years ago when it uh, caused a partial collapse of the same side of the cone that is now beginning to collapse again. So that's why they look at it, and, and when this thing does collapse, a whole side will come down. And, of course, as we know from Mount St. Helens, the whole side of that mountain actually blew out. So there's a lot of signs, a lot of things that we see today as we uh, start our broadcast today. But I'm reminded of a psalm, Psalm 46, which was written for a time like this. Now, When you're in the end of days, you can go through the Gospels and find all the signs in the Lord telling us. You can go through Revelation. You can find them in also the Isaiah Apocalypse, uh, chapter 24. Now, I'm getting close to doing that chapter. I'm on chapter 22 now. And when we get to chapter 24, I'll be going in depth on the Isaiah Apocalypse. So keep an eye on our... Uh, thursday broadcast where we do uh the series on isaiah so at any rate uh psalm 46 verse 2 therefore we uh, will we not fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea now see this is particularly interesting because we do see islands here but also If we have a major tsunami and if we have also other areas uh, that go across the Atlantic and you get over into Europe, um, you know, it could easily cause a collapse of land over there, too. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. And and so both of these uh, typify. Uh, you know, a tremendous, as we would call it today, earth changes and upheavals, which is one of the major signs of the end of days. The Lord warned that uh, men's hearts will fail them for fear of those things coming upon the earth. So if you wonder, like people like Greta Thornburg, who is being used by a lot of the climate activists because her dad is one and a lot of the stuff on social media is done for her. Uh, she poses for pictures. Uh, uh, they tell her how to pose and everything. So she, she's a tool they use to try to bring out the fact of climate change. Well, I'm going to point out that it's not climate change, but it is the fact as Isaiah says, the curse, uh, the curse has devoured the earth. And that's literally what we will be looking at as well. The curse has devoured the earth. Um, and so, uh, verse 4 there is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacle of the most high god is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved god shall help her in that right early now those two verses are listed right in the middle of all these of all these phrases talking about upheaval which is when we look at it, we can look at it from the Old Testament view, which would uh, show you that the Lord is in charge there, and you would keep your covenant and trust in him. In the New Testament, the New Covenant, we we do the same thing. Because in the midst of all this, God is not going to be shaken, because we know that in the end of days, he's going to shake all things, so that those things which cannot be shaken will remain. That's, that's what's going on. It's going to continue. So the heathen raged the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. Now you see the magnificence of this. You know, this is, these are raw powers that you cannot control as man. The Lord controls it. And then it, that come uh, it it, It concludes with the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And I like that. The God of uh, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And that's exactly right today. Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he has made in the earth. So whenever you see these things, remember that look up, as scripture says, for your redemption draws nigh. an interesting article because we see this stuff all the time and we continue to see natural changes and things happening. Unfortunately, that's the way it's going to be. And wickedness is going to continue. And you see... Even in America, as divided as we are, the only thing that would really bring us together if something devastating happened and we could put aside our petty differences. You see, this is the thing about human beings. They will fight to the death. And hate one another, but when they're faced with extinction or some kind of event that is absolutely devastating, then they get their heads out of the rear end and they begin to think civil towards one another and think, you know, I'd better be nice because this looks like I might die. You think? Yeah, it's time to be nice to one another, but sometimes that's even a little too late because people die. So at any rate, just a couple little tips before we go into that, because while we're talking about this, we got another thing in the news, the coronavirus, which has been uh, coming out and things were, um, you know, the thing about the coronavirus, when this first came out, I had read a story that said that a Canadian lab had actually uh, found the coronavirus, they were looking at it, and they sent Uh, the coronavirus to Wuhan, a laboratory there. Now, that laboratory is down the street, so to speak, from what I understand, from the Wuhan fish market. And then, of course, when this thing began to happen, the news came out that it began in the fish market from some seafood they ate. And, of course, there was talk of them eating all kinds of things, bats and everything, you know, everything. And, of course, when you get over in Asia, people do eat stuff that you and I as Americans or Westerners wouldn't eat. But nevertheless, that is not really, uh, you know, what the first original thing. And I, I remember seeing it when it came across. And it was definitely uh, a coronavirus that had gone to a Wuhan lab. And the next thing I knew, they were blaming it on the fish market. And, of course, I just let the news go. And, of course, uh, CBN now has a story talking about the uh, they call it COVID-19 it's still paralyzing China it's also uh, they've got things shut down a lot in China they've got them shut down in Hong Kong Uh, you have uh, I think it is Russia that's not accepting any traffic or flights out of China Uh, and so uh, you have two major uh, uh, you know uh, luxury liners you know where uh, you stay on it you cruise ships you know there's a couple of those that have a whole pile of uh, people that are on them and are stuck i've seen a couple of them anyway but the one thing is that here on the u.s mainland it's been kind of relatively minimal impact but uh, we're just going to have to see um, where we're at now dr anthony uh, fossey uh, f-a-u-c-i of the national institutes of health had said that if leaders can't get, get control of COVID-19, then we're in for trouble. And he he says it will be a pandemic. And, of course, America and the world has seen pandemics before, but make no mistake about it, folks. Uh, we are in the end of days. Now, see, a lot of people try to put us in the tribulation and things like that. We're not there yet. Uh, I don't argue about such things. I don't care where you think it is. <laughs> it doesn't make, doesn't make any difference. I don't wake up every morning and try to move a pin on you know, on my calendar or my graph as to uh, how far into the tribulation I am. I live every day for the Lord, and I don't worry about it. None of this stuff upsets me. It doesn't bother me. I have peace in the Lord, and uh, you know, uh, when the Lord's ready to take me, I will be taken. But until then, I ain't going to worry about it. And I certainly ain't going to worry about all these other things. Because, uh, you know, even as we are not too far from the super volcano known as Yellowstone Park, I was raised in this area. I've been over uh, in a lot of areas in Yellowstone as well as Grand Teton. We used to work in the Grand Teton. I don't worry about it at all. I know what uh, the scientists say about it. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. And if and if everything suddenly goes boom, I guess that's the way it is. One one day you're with the Lord, the next, I mean, uh, at here on Earth, the next day, next instant you're with the Lord. So I, I don't worry about it. You may worry. I don't. I don't intend to. And so uh, at any rate, this is a little bit about what's going on. Uh, technically speaking, Fosse said, uh, the WHO wouldn't be calling this a global pandemic, but it's, it certainly is on the verge of that happening reasonably soon unless containment is more successful than it is now. And, of course, the big problem that we have is, has the Chinese government been forthcoming in all the people who have actually uh, got this? So up front, right away, when we're talking about, you know, this is our program for the advocacy for the persecuted church. But remember, we are in that time frame. Now, see, therefore, for for a long time, uh, Christians have been able to get along with Muslims in a lot of the areas that they're being persecuted now. That's because something stirred them up. I remember years ago, David Wilkerson talking about the spirit that was stirring up the Muslims to go forth and commit jihad. And uh, that's been a long time ago. And so since then, we've seen a very big increase, especially from the year 2000 onward. But see, in the process of all this, you know, the Lord has already told us a lot about this. We know that this is going to happen. The nations of men are going to hate the gospel. They're going to hate Christians. But that does not mean that people aren't going to get saved. Not at all. Matter of fact, we're seeing the opposite. Tower was telling me about... uh, A big revival happening down in Tennessee. Now, besides that, we do see Christians around the world. We actually see some increases, uh, people, more news coming out of North Korea. We've got a thing on that today. So uh, just listen up. We're going to try to get through it. Uh, And uh, so at any rate, just focus on the end of days, folks. When you look up, your redemption draws nigh. That's what this means. And so when we put it in aspect of how many days or hours or months or years, one day with the Lord is, is a thousand years. This could go on a while. And, of course, those that uh, keep professing it's going to be seven years and say we're in the middle of the of the tribulation, I got news for you. We're not in the middle of the tribulation, and you don't have seven years until the Lord comes. That's nonsense. It's not going to happen. So... Let's just get that straight. Of course, you don't have to pay any attention to me. I don't, you know, if you don't want to listen, fine. That's up to you. I'm telling you, you don't want to listen. You know, I, I don't worry about it. You know, I'm trying to tell you something so you won't worry. You just need to look to the Lord and stop worrying about everything. Now, matter of fact, Paul spent the better part of some of his epistles trying to convince the Christians that the day of the Lord had not come yet, like a 2 Thessalonians 2. <clears throat> and uh, they were concerned that the Day of the Lord, they had been told that it had already come. Well, the Day of the Lord hasn't already come. It didn't then, and it hasn't yet, and he is coming, but there's a lot of things yet to be done. So think about that. Tower, are you back?
0: Yes. <clears throat> I I think you know, so.
1: <laughs> well, you know, those things happen. And, uh, well, you know, at any rate, you know, this... Vault, when you begin to put all this stuff together, and I did see something on that flood uh, yesterday uh, down in uh, uh, Mississippi. Mississippi? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty devastating. But you and I weather? know very well. Yeah, that happens a lot down there.
0: Well, I think so.
1: Well, I don't yes. think every
0: year, but it happens quite a bit.
1: It happens a lot. Because I remember a, uh, quite a number of times. But at any rate, uh, you add everything into it. We're talking volcanoes, the coronavirus. We're talking uh, uh, locusts. We're talking persecution of oh, Christians all, all around the world. So, you know, uh, when we're talking signs, I mean, we're talking, I mean, they're there, folks. You can't deny it. Well, yeah, you can. Yeah, those, okay. <laughs>
0: those locusts are, those, the locusts are leaving uh Africa and going over, going into China. But that's what you told me the other day, yesterday. But China isn't worried about it because it's wintertime and they don't have any green crops. But they'll wait around for them. Spring's coming.
1: Yeah, they'll camp out in another Mm. country and say, boy, we're going to, we've got lunch waiting for us. We'll just sit here and bide our time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's it's horrible when you put this all together.
1: Well, if you want to. If you want to know what locals will do, then you need to study Joel. Uh, that's a book I ought to do one of these days. It's going to take me a long time to get through uh, um, Isaiah. But, Isaiah. Uh, so, at any rate, um, one thing I wanted to mention, on February 24th and 25th, President Donald Trump will be in India. Now, this is particularly really? interesting. Yeah. Uh, because letters were signed by Chris Van Hollen, Todd Young, Richard Dervit, and Lindsey Graham. Uh, and uh, they wanted him to assess the human rights and religious freedom during his upcoming state to India. Well, we all know what it is, and I can guarantee you those senators know what it is. And the problem of it mm-hmm. is is that the senators had highlighted the uh, human rights situation around Jammu and Kashmir region and the passage of the Citizenship Amendment Act. Um, and, of course, they also noted that in recent years, religious intolerance and tax on religious minority communities have increased. Now, see, uh, we know very mm-hmm. well that's been. And when we first started covering this, I mean, uh, as far as when the BJP came to power, we quoted the Christian leaders in India who said that there will be persecution now because of the BJP, which happens to be connected to um, very radical Hindu groups. Uh, and, of course, that's why they called it the Hindu Nationalist Political Platform Party. <clears throat> it's actually the BJP Party. And uh, they're, some of their radical Hindus that are connected to them want to remove every Christian and every Muslim and anybody else out of India. And of course, we continue to have reports out of there. And I have heard an interview not too long ago by Modi himself, who's the prime minister, who denied that there was any persecution going on and that the people that say such things are imagining it. And this is nothing but a pack of lies. He probably just doesn't know about it or he just doesn't want to admit it. I don't know. But we are hoping. He wants
0: to be, he's turning blind eyes to it.
1: Well, he's not the only one. We have the same problem when it comes to Nigeria in Nigeria. Mm Uh, when Boko Haram was really starting to get ramped up, um, uh, Jonathan Goodluck Johnson, who happens to be a Christian was actually elected there and he swore that he had eradicated. He didn't, he lost the next election, which a Muslim and a Fulani, he's from the Fulani tribe. Uh, and, uh, uh, he ended up taking the reins and he Buhari. has never, yeah, Buhari and he has not uh, cracked down on the Fulani, his own people for killing uh, Christians and they're responsible for hundreds of Christian deaths over there. Boko Haram is responsible for even more. And uh, right now w- we got a report out that, uh, uh there's various villages that are fearing attacks from uh Boko Haram again and uh so uh something has to be done but the people running the countries either can't or won't take care of this and this is irritating
0: well recently they've uh, <clears throat> the mainstream media is in the U.S. is silent regarding the Muslim terror- terrorist merciless killing of the Nigerian Christians. They they don't say anything about it, and to me, it's frustrating. It just leaves the Nigerians. They're like it's open season for the Christians there <clears throat> to kill the Christians, like like a, a elk hunt or something. Yeah, it, it's yeah very. It's frustrating. And um, news news has come out that 32 people were killed And a pastor's house and church building were burned down In two nights of attacks at the end of January In in three different villages Well, in a couple different villages There was 17 people killed in one And 15 in another one And... um, Nobody's doing anything. You don't hear one word about it in, in the news from anywhere. And five people were wounded in, and in the attacks, and several houses were burned. A pregnant woman and 16 others were killed. It's just horrible what's going on. And um, they evacuated the people out there, and then the dead people were taken to the mortuaries. And, you know, this uh, Plateau Governor Simon DeLong. he says, my heart bleeds by this tragedy as lives of innocent citizens are cut short for no reason. Security agencies must go after those who are behind these attacks and their sponsors so they can face the law and be taught a lesson. He's right. That's right. That's what needs to be done.
1: Yes, sir. That is right. Well, there's no doubt. In our news shorts, we have Burkino Faso uh, that is on the, on the radar. Persecution.org mm-hmm. brought that up, and they said that it's becoming the fastest-growing crisis in Africa. <clears throat> and, of course, uh, you know, in that That's particular horrible. one, a small town, uh, they entered and killed 18 people there. And uh, Barnabas Fund also talked about that same one and went into a little more detail, and uh, they were heavily armed. And, of course, this is the problem in Nigeria because most of these militants uh, are better armed than the Nigerian army is itself, and that's kind of been the case for a long time. And then in another uh, thing we got from uh, the Assyrian International News Agency, they, talked, they met in Beirut, or at least this came out of Beirut. The, there was a number of the Catholic patriarchs. Now, of course, we're talking about the Assyrian Church, the Chaldean Church, and all of these. Uh, in in uh, Matter of fact, you could uh, put Lebanon and uh, Syria and Iraq, you know, throughout this whole region. Uh, in this Uh, and you could even include Afghanistan even though it wasn't mentioned here and you could throw in uh, Libya because this whole thing is where there's a lot of problems and they were talking to the Pope Francis about it that if something wasn't done then uh, Christianity uh, the survival of Christianity in this region is going to be really hard to maintain uh, keeping Christians there And, of course, when ISIS first went through 2014, 2015, we were covering it. And one of their cries was to destroy. They were going to burn every church. They were going to run out every Christian. They were going to kill anybody that was in their way. And and that's what they they did. And, uh, And I can tell you the nations didn't take them on. What happened was Obama did do some bombing to help out the Kurds, but the Kurds defeated ISIS themselves. And then uh, uh, there was a few other troops that ended up getting in there because of Russia getting involved with Assad and uh, America also getting in there. And then, of course, Iran had had a couple of uh, things in there. So right now, the whole of the Middle East is just a hotbed and there's there's no safety there at all. And it just, you know, all of this is just
0: That's really tragic. bad.
1: Yeah. And of course, the one thing that a lot of these patriarchs, and these are the ones head of the, like this is the Assyrian, uh, the Assyrian Church itself. Uh, they actually, one of them came out, uh, uh, the Chaldean primate Cardinal Louis Raphael Sacco, he said, or Sacco, he said. Uh, Iraq must preserve its unity in the diversity of its components and their multiplicity, although in recent years most political parties have fueled and sharpened sectarianism and fragmentation. Of course, they did that through attacking and killing them. Uh, That's a lot of mumbo-jumbo, high-speak. You know, he should have just come out and said, because of the Muslims who were killing the Christians and slaughtering them, we have a problem in the area, but he was a little nicer than that. The bottom line of it is that's exactly what happened. But make no mistake, there were Muslims that didn't like this, and and, uh, ISIS killed them too. So uh, the cardinal said and calls for a secular state uh, on which has founded a civil society, not on the church or the mosque, because faith does not build the state. Now, see, uh, Islam does. Islam is not just a religion, but a political system. And he wanted a nation that would uh, promote justice, equality, respect for individual freedoms, citizenship rights that facilitates integration according to a spirit of tolerance and acceptance that favors renewal and progress. Now, that kind of sounds like America. Yeah. But you're not going to get an America out of Iraq. That's what the Bush administration wanted to do. It's not going to happen. It'll never happen. And if I was laying bets and odds at the betting table, uh, you can be rest assured that it's not going to be a Christian state and more than likely will never reach the status of a secular state. Whatever they reach, it will not favor Christians, not not in any way, or form. Now, see, when Saddam was there, and although many of the Western nations didn't like him, the way he ruled, uh, the, he put the fear of uh, fear of God into these Muslims, and they wouldn't touch anybody because they knew his retribution was terrible. So, uh, what you end up with here is that a, a state that needs to be needs to be better, but a state that uh, is going to have a hard time getting there. Yep. Now you know another thing that came uh you know before us is evan prison now the first time we uh talked about evan prison was a long time ago um when uh, i forgot his name now he had been uh in prison in evan he was he uh was a christian he was a pastor uh he yeah. was a, a um Abedini. Iranian huh
0: Abedini Yeah I can't that's remember right. Abedini. I can't and, remember and
1: uh, he left name. America to go there to help out with uh, orphanages and as soon as they got there they arrested him and he threw him in jail and it took him a long time to get him out of there but he was in Evan prison and while he was there he said that once he got released, he said that uh there was every month a hundred people uh in Iran that they were hanging uh for some reason or another. He says That's they were the always other. having having hangings on the gallows there. Uh so you know, it's not uh and this particular story ca- calls uh, uh, Evan Prison Iran's torture factory. And um, now, the one that they quote is a man who is an Iranian convert to Christianity. He served 10 years in prison. And you know what his crime was? Establishing house churches.
0: Yeah. That doesn't surprise I mean, me.
1: Yeah, now that's definitely, when you talk about suffering for the kingdom of God, this man was suffering for the kingdom of God. Yeah. And while he was there, this is what he witnessed, and he calls it Iran's torture factory. There's no doubt about it. Now, there's another young woman of which uh, was uh, forced into that particular predicament, and... uh um, and I seen another young woman who had been arrested. She's Iranian as well. And she was sent to uh, uh, Evan prison. And today the news came out that she's uh, she really um, got the living daylights beat out of her. Uh, I don't know what extent, but they said it was pretty bad. Uh, oh. the, the Stuff that uh, the, that I seen. She was a young woman. Nice, pretty young gal uh And only God knows what they were doing to her in there now a sea said when she was in prison in Pakistan that they had uh you know the iron uh the iron uh chains around her neck and they they're yeah. clipped tight with a lock and then of course you have wrist uh wrist chains and leg chains and a chain and so shes that's she what she shackled. had on. yeah yeah
0: so uh, shackled that's horrible.
1: So, uh, Evan Prison is one of those places that uh, um, does this, and you know what makes it even more sickening is the idiot Democrats met with the Iranian representative.
0: Yeah, that that's wrong. I feel that that Senator Murphy should be and John Kerry they should be tried for treason. They went against you know the Logan Act. <laughs> That was totally out of line They were wrong in doing that And I think they should be tried for treason I really do
1: Well you know there's something about Democrats that makes them embrace things That are going to destroy you You know look what they're doing yeah. in the big cities Look what they're doing in California You know and Anytime someone gets caught You know they've got these things In the subway in New York City That it costs you 250 for staying the night You know in this one thing Uh, You can go there in a separate car, but if you jump the fence and uh, go in there and steal a bunk, uh, they can catch you, uh, take you to, uh, you know, uh, court and fine you, but everything will be forgiven and you'll be released.
0: That's senseless. That doesn't make any sense. You know, it's crazy. look, Look at that guy in New York. That, that guy in New York who's been arrested 139 times and he keeps getting out, he's untouchable. He, he'll keep doing what he wants to do because robbing, stealing, mugging, maybe even murder this next time.
1: Yeah, that's your liberal doctrine. That's absolutely idiotic. Yeah. And he—and here you have this latest example of this senator meeting with this uh, the Iranian um, embassy official. Uh, Concerning various things And of course you know that that he's telling them This is my assumption That just tell them uh, To hang in there because we plan on Winning the next election and Trump will be gone Just bide your time But see you you know The bottom line of it is Is that you know Iran is not friendly To a lot of its people Iran is wicked And this Well
0: they don't even like America they smile no. at your face and stab you in the back,
1: you know, and this dumb senator, and I tell you, I've never seen so many stupid politicians in my life as I've seen in these last uh, three three years or so
0: hey, they've been
1: just dumb, I mean the things they do they get elected, and their brains I don't know where they went, but they didn't they just don't have them anywhere they're they're stupid
0: they disappear and, they disappear, you know.
1: They don't even look to see, you know, what happened, um, you know, the way America used to be and and how we used to maintain our borders. Uh, And they refuse to deal with the border issue anyway. None of them going back uh, different administrations. Nobody ever took care of the uh, immigration problem. Uh, Trump, he, he was he just wound up with it. It's not his fault you guys didn't do anything about it, so he just built a wall. You don't like it? Tough.
0: Well, but, look at uh, all the other countries that have walls. You know, like we watched those uh, guys in the, what What were they going around from, the, from Alaska down to South America? Yeah. Look at all the borders they had to go through. They had to have all their paperwork and everything in order and in order to get through yeah. there.
1: You couldn't just, uh, you know, pass through and do nothing.
0: Yeah, and so they're condemning America for doing the same thing? Now, see, we... uh, we, Politicians? The
1: Assyrian News Agency, and we had a short little note from them. They're talking about Iran now. And there's uh, an Iranian Christian... Uh, And they had a church that they would go to. And it was in 2009. And uh, her family had received a phone call from the government demanding that her father, who happens to be the pastor of then what was called the Assyrian Pentecostal Congregation in Tehran. And they arrived at the church and uh, there was a lot of cars and men there. And the pastor was given a choice by the government to give up the keys of the church or or ensure that the church only allows Assyrian-speaking members. And uh, they had asked to be given a few hours to pray about what their decision will be, and pretty soon her father walked out of the church and handed the keys to an official. And uh, her dad said, thank you very much. You have done us a great favor. We don't know how to thank you. Please close down the church. Uh, She recalls, uh, he looks at my dad and said, are you crazy? Why are you saying thank you? Tamara said that during the prayer time in church, the congregation heard from God that if they allow the authorities to close close down the church, he will open the windows of heaven. So her father said, thank you, because I can't wait for God to open the gates of heaven, for people to shout hallelujah on the streets. I I mean, you know, I mean, this is literally and we've heard reports overseas a lot of times of various things these people are praying for. And this is just like. You know, God moves in mysterious ways. So close the churches down. We're ready. You want to close them down? That's fine, because God said he's going to save even more. And, you know, the fact of it is there's truth. There's truth in this, because we know now this was 2009. OK, now I know from stories that we've done that it was the Ayatollah that came out and started talking to some of his security people as well as a Republican guard that they needed to close down on uh, uh, crack down on Christianity because there was too many of the Muslims turning into Christianity. Now, this this was probably like a couple of years ago, but I remember this distinctly. And to this day, we still see things like that going on and we see it going on even in North Korea, where. Uh, You know, it's hard to be a Christian But I'm telling you today That in the closed places The places that are absolutely The most difficult to be We are seeing verifiable miracles Now these are told to us By the people on the ground They have no reason to lie And they're not the only ones Because they have witnesses of both Those who tried to kill them That became Christian And those who saw And were trying to be You know, they were the ones That the others were trying to kill and so, I mean, we we have heard the reports, read the reports. We have talked about the reports coming out of these areas. And so we look at the West. Over, if, if you look at Finland today, Lutheran, right now they're talking about outlawing Christianity. That was in the news today because so many Lutherans have left the Lutheran church. So many people have grown up w- you know with no faith and see now see this follows also prophecy because sin and iniquity will abound the love of many will wax cold Paul, yep. second Thessalonians chapter 2 says that they will reject the love of the truth that is the traditional gospel and that God so loved the world and that the Lord loved the father and not so much he came and died on the cross for us these are all prophecies they all Tell us that in these end days There will be that falling away Of the traditional church But also, don't forget They may be falling away in the traditional west Because we've had Christianity here so much But we have a whole pile of them In some of the toughest regions On the face of this earth That are coming to the Lord today
0: Thank God, amen
1: Yeah, and we know they're coming to the Lord So, it, to me, it's amazing.
0: Yes, it is. Thank and you, Lord, others, for your work. Yeah.
1: Um, we've got something coming up. Uh, Pakistan, are you going to be ready on that here pretty soon? Because I've got one I'm working on now. So, uh, yeah. China, <clears throat> Bitter Winter. That's an organization, bitterwinter.org who reports on what is happening in China. They report that nearly 100 places of worship were closed. These were in a couple of different cities. Now think of that, 100 places of worship in two cities. Now that is a lot of churches in 100 places of worship. And they said, as elsewhere in China, house churches in the northeastern (laughs) province of uh, Whatever, wherever that is, I can't pronounce it. Also suffered severe crackdowns. Nearly 30 venues were closed down in the first half of 2019 in one particular town. It was a country level city or county level with a population of almost 700,000. They had 30 uh, 30 different places and they closed them all down in the first part of 2019. And so, even though you see that, right now, during the coronavirus, Christians have been on the street. Uh, Tower was telling me, you were telling me about uh, them praying that God would remove this virus. The Christians were praying that. Yeah. But, but the Christians are also on the street with, with masks on, passing out tracts, telling people about the Lord and well, uh, they
0: can't be identified and persecuted because they don't know who they are that's funny. yeah,
1: because they have because they have masks so uh you know when this thing first came up i i was woken early in the morning uh by the lord and uh i knew that the chinese church had to rise to the occasion there and so it's very important for the chinese church Uh, The ones there to pray for China and for this virus to leave, but also to be actively involved with the people there to show that presence, to show that Christianity is not an enemy, that God is not an enemy. See, this is what the uh, what the communists uh, there want them to think. And, you know, uh, God is bigger than all the communists in that uh, self-styled country where you have the common communist Politburo sitting on their butts, acting like they're God. They're not God, they're men. And God can bring the stubbornest men down to his knees. So make no mistake, God is stronger. He is not threatened by Chinese communists. His spirit will go wherever. He will do whatever he wants in the nations of men, and you ain't going to stop him. You and all of your laws and all of your whatever you do, you are just out of your league And many people are too ignorant To realize that So at any rate We do have another one uh, Tower's got something on Pakistan
0: Yes the, I, I believe that you reported On this young lady last week that um, About her being kidnapped And um, Forced into a marriage <clears throat> Excuse me She was forced to convert to um, Islam and she was uh, forced into a marriage and the courts wouldn't do anything about it because they dismissed the parents petition to have the marriage and forced conversion of a Catholic girl overturned because she had her first menstrual cycle. And according to Sharia law, a girl can marry. After that, And this young gal, this young girl, She's 14. Her name is Huma. She's beautiful. She's just absolutely beautiful. And it so it breaks my heart and my to see this go on. This girl not even given the chance to grow up and become a woman but forced into this into Islam and um now because this has been dismissed by the court they're afraid that um, the Muslims are going to take, start doing this more and more because they can get away with it. They're going to kidnap more girls and force them into marriage. And in no way can any court of law endorse an underage marriage unless it is supported by the girl's guardian. Marriage is a, is governed by the contract act wherein no minor can enter into a contract or agreement without the explicit approval of her guardian. In this particular case, the court must take into account whether the girl's legal guardian has consented to her marriage, even if it's judging the act under the Sharia. And he added that a 14-year-old minor cannot be deemed mature enough to change her religion by her own will. Considering the fact that she could only have been coerced or blackmailed into renouncing her faith. And Huma reportedly filed an affidavit declaring that she married on her own free will. But Yusuf has said that such an affidavit can't be filed legally until she obtains an uh, identity card at age 18. And the high court must order Huma to record a statement in the courtroom. And if the uh, police are not producing the girl before the court on various pretenses, the court should be wise enough to see through the police's mollified and hand the custody of the minor back to her parents. This is uh, awful. What happened to this young girl.
1: Now, the guy that you were quoting was uh, the one that uh, uh, um, stood up for a sea of Bibi in Pakistan's most high-profile wow. uh, blasphemy convict.
0: Uh, uh, and his name and- is Molah. Moloch? Maluk, I can't, I don't
1: know what his Joseph Moloch. Moloch. but at any, at any rate, he's a prominent Supreme Court advocate, Saiful Maluk. Um, he he told that to uh, um, Morning Star News. But the thing that here that is really interesting is that if the parents can can get this guy to give him a hand. And if, and of course the Muslims that have her don't run off with her and hide with her, then they might be able to get her back. But see, you can't deal with these radical Muslims. They don't care. And so they go looking for these young girls and they do this. There's thousands of them, both Hindu, uh, and Muslim, not Muslim, Hindu and Christian girls that are taken is who they target. And, uh, this is this is terrible. Now there was another story that also came out, and this was from a young girl who had also been kidnapped, but they actually got her back in Pakistan as well. It was a different case entirely. Uh, so this this is in the news right now and happening. And uh, these yeah, she uh,
0: was she was gang raped by five four or five boys who. Kidnapped her when she was on her way to A tuition center and they Not only raped her but obtained her Signature and thumb impressions on Some paper but they got her back But now they think they'll use her thumbprint and signature To produce fake Marriage certificates and religion Conversions
1: Well you know the thing The thing of it, You can't let your girl Or your women Be on their own You know, not in areas like this is ridiculous, you know, and she probably was able to go back and forth and never had a problem. But as soon as she got mature, not realizing it, that she was a target. You got to be one of the first rules is be aware of your surroundings, you know, in security. And uh, these poor girls are just open targets, easy targets. Yeah, this is sick. This is sickening.
0: I don't even know if they would be safe with I don't even know if they would be safe with their dad or their brother because the gangs would come and beat up the dad, the brother who's ever guardian them, being their guardian and kidnapper. It's really a horrible situation that's going on over there.
1: It is, and of course we see we see this kind of thing a lot, unfortunately. <clears throat> And see, this, yes, This, did. of course, goes right back to uh, Sharia law, to Muhammad, and to the way Muslims interpret, uh, uh, you know, their book and uh, the way they are. And so uh, this is stuff that, uh, you know, wherever, wherever Islam is, you're going to face these things. I mean, eventually, these things come out. This is just, you know, people racing. like... People like this, there's no doubt about it. You need to protect these innocent. And if the other ones won't stop, you need to shoot them. The only way to make people do stuff, you know, to stop, if they're not going to stop on their own, either lock them up or shoot them. I mean, that's about the only option you have here.
0: Yes. And you need to make an example, I guess, to get them to stop. Unfortunately.
1: Well, you know, while we're talking about people coming to the Lord, Brazil recently had a big, uh, you know, the president, Bolsonaro, um, he confirmed his faith uh, while attending the SIND. It was a huge Christian worship event held in Brazil, um, and uh, CBN uh, covered this particular thing, and uh, he was not formally invited, but... Still decided to attend. He addressed the crowd in one of the huge stadiums, full of Christians, declaring that he believes in Jesus as a Savior and that Brazil belongs to God.
0: That's <laughs> exciting. <laughs> Praise you know, the Lord. I lo-
1: yeah, I love that. You know, uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, is a hot spot. Uh, one of the world's largest gay, lesbian, and everything. Spots there is Brazil is is really known as the gay capital of the world. Uh, so for him to say that, uh, you know, that's something else. That is so, exciting. It is. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm all for Brazil seeing a revival because get get people redeemed.
0: Yes, Amen.
1: So you see this all over, you know, in spite of the persecution. You see a lot of persecution. You see a lot of governments that are just scared to death of Christianity. So they so they begin persecuting Christians to stop it. But in a lot of cases, the Christians are just praying, you know, trying to do what they're supposed to be doing, live their lives. It's God that pours out of his spirit. It's God that does the delivering and the saving. You know, this, yeah. this is the Lord. You, I got news for you, no matter who it is. If they want to come to the Lord and the Lord knows his heart, the Lord will be there and honor him. So, you know, yes, I mean, Amen. good riddance, devil. I mean, the devil's uh, already been defeated. Uh, and the world acts like he hasn't been defeated, but he has. Christ is on the throne. And this is going to be over one day. So if you're going to come to the Lord, you need to make it now. <laughs> I yeah, mean, don't seriously. wait. You're nobody's. <laughs> Nobody's
0: guaranteed tomorrow. So you better make up your mind. Boy
1: that's yeah, that's true, isn't it? Nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. And as screwed up as things are. That's the way it is.
0: Boy, that's for sure. Yep
1: yeah. So at any rate, that's uh <laughs> that's it for today. We're we're coming down towards the end. Don't forget to go to Warren Dash <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> dot usacom and danaglennsmith.com I do have a couple of new articles up so check them out
0: Yeah, I was, was going to mention that um, Dana's got a couple articles uh, trusting God in tribulation trepidation there may come a time when trusting God in tribulation will find you with trepidation When trouble and turmoil hit a nation, it causes fear and agitation. Here you may find yourself failing in the confidence that the Lord will make a way for you and your family. And also this latest article, Losing America, Divide and Conquer. This article, you need to read it. It's very sobering. And hopefully it's a wake-up call. It's called um, Losing America, Divide and Conquer. Losing America, the warning is clear. If a people, any people spend time biting and devouring one another, then a nation, then that nation will fall. If America were smart, things would change. Wisdom would be accepted. Wisdom is known of her children. So you can go to warn-usa.com or com to read those latest articles. And you can um, join us on... Twitter at hashtag Warren Radio and hashtag WatchmanIS216. LinkedIn, hashtag radio, or I'm sorry, hashtag Watchman. And on you can join us on MeWe and USA or US Look for hashtag radio. Thank you for joining us tonight. We love you, we pray for you, we care about you and your situations. God is on the throne, and he's watching over you. May God richly bless you. We love you.
1: Yes, thanks for listening today. Don't forget to join us. Tomorrow is Thursday, and for our Isaiah series. And then Friday morning, we will be finishing up, or pretty close to that. We do have a little bit more on another series, uh, Judgment of the Nations. So, Stay tuned. Join us. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of
0: The Warn Radio.